0: get tons of feedback from you guys saying you love my solo episodes, you want more of them. I'm being intentional about it in 2020. I'm going to try to release one every Friday. It's my intention, and I want you to hold me accountable for it. But I do appreciate the feedback, and if you're new to the show, if you're finding some value in the show, let me hear from you. Reach out to me at Richard at dosaleadership.com. You can also go to dosaleadership.com, fill out the contact form, and make a promise to eventually get back to every email. Everybody that reaches out to me on the contact form, I do appreciate it. Today I want to talk about the power of praise and recognition. I think a critical piece when you're looking at an organization, you're creating a culture, you want to be intentional about creating your culture, it's it's often overlooked. I don't think we know how to do it effectively. I know we don't know how to do it effectively. And I think when you're looking at uh, a culture of leadership, of decentralized leadership, where accountability is a huge piece, a huge part of that accountability equation is the praise and recognition piece, particularly if you're high performers. Recognition and praise moves the culture and engagement needle more than anything else. It really does. I was taken by a Harvard Business Review study. It came out about five years ago, and I was using it when I was, had an um, aspect of business I was really pushing to do internal podcasts for organizations. I, and I used this study in my marketing material. And it said, when you're looking at organizations where the engagement piece, you know, two thirds of our employees aren't really that engaged. So, how do we move that needle? And they said, there are three things that moved it more than anything else. And the first one was consistent communication from the senior leader and communicating where this organization is going and why it's going that way. The second thing that moves the needle is knowing how my job as a key stakeholder in an organization, if I fully understand how my job fits into where, this organization is going and why. And then the third thing that moved the needle more than anything else was sincere praise and recognition. Sincere praise and recognition. Why is that? Why is that so effective? Well, I mean, think about human nature. Think about yourself. I think first and foremost, the reason why sincere praise, and I'm always saying sincere because it has to be authentic. It has to be genuine. The reason why it's so effective, it builds trust. We know this intuitively, right? It builds a culture of trust. If our people feel valued and respected. If we feel valued and respected and we become intentional and consistent about pointing out and recognizing, and this is key, when things are going well, when things are going well and talking openly about it all the time, then people are going to start to feel like we have their best interests in mind. You know that as a recipient, right? If you, If you feel like you're valued and respected, if you're consistently hearing from your senior leaders... And praising you for the little things when things are going well, then you're going to start to feel like, hey, maybe this organization, maybe this leader has their best interests in mind. So I think intuitively we know that, right? It makes sense. This consistency is the key, and, and I'll talk about that more in, in depth as we go on in this conversation. But when we give praise sincerely, and often, this is important. This is why the trust it, it builds so so well, because you build up a trust reservoir and you're consistently giving praise sincerely and often, particularly when things are going well, you build up a trust for reservoir, you build up a reserve, if you will, a reserve that you can draw upon, and this is key, that you can draw upon when things go bad. It makes having the difficult conversations easier. That's why it's so effective to be good and be intentional about this praise and recognition. But why do we do it so infrequently? We don't do it enough. I know we don't. You know why is it we only dole it out twice a year? You know why do we only give it out once during our performance reviews when we sit down with our folks, or or during an annual survey? And speaking of surveys, it, it's always the number one or two complaint on those annual surveys, right? I mean, how many years? The, the, the 18 years I spent in the corporate arena and all those surveys that I did every year, what always came out on top? The, the people were complaining about. Look, I just don't feel like senior leadership understands that they don't recognize me for when I do a good job. Not being recognized for a job well done. It's always on the top of every survey. And I challenge you, I bet you see the same thing in your organization. The bottom line is we're missing out on a tremendous opportunity to move this culture needle. But why is it so hard? And what can we do about it? Well, I think we make it harder than we need to. It's hard because there's, there's a level of intentionality bound. it. It's, it's, it's hard because it's like exercising or any, any other habit or personal thing that we know is the right thing to do, but it's difficult it you know, in exercising really isn't that. The mechanics of it and the thought of it. Getting up thirty minutes early and doing push-ups and set-ups and drinking some water isn't really all that hard in theory. But it's hard because it I don't know, it breaks the norms. I, I think I think it's hard because we seem to think we shouldn't go overboard on it, right? I mean that's one of the reasons. There's always that risk of, that we feel like if we give too much praise and pointing out things all the time, then it becomes meaningless. It becomes cheap. It's kind of like the participation trophy syndrome, right, that we're all, that seems to be popular. Like, oh, why why give everybody a trophy? You know, it just kind of cheapens the the award, right? So I think that fear is there. You know, we think that praise should be held out for only the special occasions, you know, the banquet, the ceremony, the re- retirement, etc. right? So I think that's part of it. But the other part of it is I think that we're, we're wired to not see the positive. I think culturally and how we're brought up, you know, and particularly as we get into leadership and management, we're always in the problem-solving mode, right? Our existence as leaders and managers, you know, are, are justif- is justified because we're, we're paid to deal with the uncertainty, the challenges, the big problems that plague us every day. I mean, that's why we get paid air quote, the big bucks, right, to solve the problems. You know, we don't notice, we're not wired to notice when things are going right, you know. I mean, if you're a parent, you don't notice when your kids aren't fighting, right, you're not wired to notice when they're not fighting, you're kind of, it's kind of an expectation that they're not supposed to fight, right, we don't notice the absence of problems. Instead, we become blinded by the problems that we do face, and because we're blinded by it, we never fully notice really, when things are going right, or we don't fully appreciate when things are going right. That's, that tends to be the problem. We typically don't have a problem recognizing the big accomplishments, right? I think that's, that's part of it, too. You know, the record breakers, the monumental task, the, the achievement, the overcoming, the, the, the unexpected. But when you think about it, recognizing the big accomplishment or breaking a record, I mean, that's to be expected, so it really doesn't quite have the impact of genuine praise, right? Not this is this isn't the type of praise that I'm talking about that really moves the needle. Of course, I should be recognized if I break the company sales record. I'm owed that. It's an expectation, and and I and I'll be glad to receive whatever reward that comes with that for breaking the records. I'm but I'm owed that. Um, it never, it, regardless of whatever I receive on that. Kind of breaking that big accomplishment, it never fully satisfies my human desire for authentic and genuine praise. Everybody wants it. Everybody needs it. You know, I think back to the moments in my life that have meant the most to me, that, that have really cemented in me. And it, and it, and I look from coaches, teachers, uh, um, military leaders I worked with, relationships with my with my wife, I mean, and my kids, and every it's the, it's the moments of praise that were for the little things the thank you for just being a dad right or mowing the yard or whatever and and they came out of nowhere and it was sincere and genuine right that they were private moments and they came from the heart i mean to be quite honest i could really give a flip for all the public and expected accolades i've received over my pro- professional career for basically you know, getting to the end of a tour or getting, you know, doing my time in this department, you know, the ex- expectations or hitting the, the 10 year mark at a company and, and told to pick out a tchotchke out of some magazine in the 10 year, you know, stay with anything from the zero to 10 year you can get, you know, a <laughs> handbag or coffee mug or whatever. So I, I think to turn it around it takes a few things and it's simple simple in theory a little harder to put into practice because we're human beings and we're lazy and we don't like to make mistakes and and it's hard to break old habits but it, it the, the three things or the few things is intentionality a modification or a willingness to to shake off some old beliefs and I've already talked about some of them and and the last one is just simple awareness of a, a, a Having the awareness around you to see that there's opportunities, there's boundless opportunities to, to to give thanks, and I love the example of intentionality. I think that's the the first part. And I read this book called Crucial Accountability, and in in it they highlight the actions of David Peterson. David Peterson and I think he's still alive. I think he's in his 90s and he was a former chairman of the Ford company, particularly around I think it was 85 to 90, I think. I was looking that up on Wikipedia. Yeah, and it was 1985-90 he was he, he was with Ford for 40 years, but 85 to 90s when he was really at the head shed there. And one thing that he would do every single day is he would sit down and intentionally handwrite short, authentic, sincere, positive messages to all the people he worked with. I mean not to everybody every single day, but every day he would sp- spend that time and find somebody to give, or a couple of people, a-, a handwritten short note that was sincere and was positive. He was quoted as saying that the most important 10 minutes of your day are those you spend doing something to boost the people you work with. And think about that. He's the head honcho. He's the CEO of a major international corporation. I mean, the time constraints on a CEO are just phenomenal, right? I mean, here's a guy at one of the major automobile manufacturing plants, and he thinks he, he, we would think, and the, the idea is that he should be isolated in his ivory tower, coming up with these grand strategic decisions and high-level thinking you know, ideas so that he can run this company, but he believed... <laughs> And I love this, that the most important job was to sincerely say thank you to those around him. He was known as a listener. He walked the floor, leadership by walking around, informal lunches, sitting down, finding out what is going on with the company, common sense. I mean, we see example upon example that we know that's the right thing to do. But think about the intentionality that he had to do that. The intentionality to do that every single day. It's important to note that he kept everything simple. Handwritten notes. These weren't like engraved chachis that he had his assistant go out and engrave something. A simple handwritten note. I worked for a guy, great mentor. He started um, uh, uh, Residence Inn. He sold it to Marriott, but pretty well-known entrepreneur. And he th- did that for a while, he said. He would carry in his pocket, he would carry like 35 uh note cards and he would would do that. I saw him doing that every now and then. And and the the important thing about Peterson at Ford when he was thanking these folks, and he's writing these things down, they were for modest things. Little things. Things that were going right. It's kind of like a good coach. And I remember think I think back to Little League, and I had a great coach. His name was Bill Spangler, and he and and I stayed with him for seven, eight years, about the same group of guys. And um Even when you sat the bench, he made you feel important, right? Even if you didn't play the game for whatever reason, he'd explain to you why you didn't get to play, but he still made you important and he thanked you for, and I'll never forget that. You see, and I think that's where we get stuck. I know that's where we get stuck. We think the praise should be for something big and important, and we think the reward should match that praise, right? It's got to be something big. It's got to be something expensive. Otherwise, it won't mean anything. Uh, Here's an opportunity, I think, if, if, if if to break the habit. You know, I said some of the things intentionality and 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 breaking some of these norms. I think here's a chance, an opportunity for us to do that. You know, celebrate the small stuff. We already celebrate the big stuff. We already do that. So intentionally look for praise in the small things, the small things that keep everything running. Don't take it for granted. Don't take it for granted that someone is warming the bench and that they need the praise too and that their support of the team or whatever they're doing is 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 vitally important. I mean, as a husband, how many times have I screwed this up? You know, in the 26 years that I've been married, 27 years that I've been married, you know, on Valentine's Day is around, around the corner, right? It always It's hilarious to me. I love walking into a grocery store on Valentine's Day at 5.30 p.m., And all the last-minute panicked, usually husbands or boyfriends, trying to find this big enough flower arrangement or the bigger box of candy or this goofy stuffed animal or the best wordy card or whatever. And that's where we miss the mark, right? I mean, wouldn't we be better off, instead of on Valentine's Day or an anniversary, is if we gave a kind word, a little note, a sincere smile, a gentle touch just because... And if it's sincere and it comes out of the blue, the return on investment of that is exponential to the expected recognition praise. Just like the example I gave on Valentine's Day, your anniversary, right? Pointing out that Peterson was consistent. He did it every single day. You've got to intentionally set the time for this every single day, or it's going to get lost in the noise. Again, we're going to get blinded by the problems. I can hear you. I hear, I hear the voices up to saying, "Yeah, but you're going to do it every single day. It's just going to lead to that cheapening of it, like I mentioned earlier. It's going to lose its oomph. Don't fall for that. The opportunities are boundless once you start looking for them and you, and you don't look so hard it's the simple things and it has to be genuine and sincere do the work walk around look for them open your mind take the pressure off by keeping it super simple have a little note card in your pocket keep it short keep it sincere something i got from the marine corps that i that has given me great mileage is praise the individuals in private and praise teams in public i think we missed the boat on that a lot i think Intuitively think that the people want to be highlighted in front of everybody in the praise and admiration. And I think it kind of makes sense on the surface, but man, huge potential for screwing that up. I find, and I have found through some uh my own mistakes that it often leads to embarrassment and resentment more often than not. Embarrassment for the person that you're praising in public, the individual, and resentment for those thinking, well, I should have got it. What about me? Right. It just causes a lot of problems. So Do yourself a favor and find those individuals and praise them in private. The team effort, yeah, in public for sure. Group efforts, group training, do it in public. And I think, you know, as we kind of wrap this up, it's important to make it spontaneous. Again, like I said, the awards banquets are expected. They can be a good time. I'm not saying get rid of them. But there's an element of obligation and coldness to all of it. Right. We've all been to the annual leadership conference and the annual conference. I mean, that's fine, and we're gonna still do them and 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 find ways to make them fun and effective and unique. Don't ever stop doing that. But don't let that get in the way of the writing the personal note, stopping someone in the hall as you pass them by, you know, taking the time to buy that unique, personal, well thought out gift that is unique for that individual, and just simply say thank you particularly for the things that are going right, the simple things. How are the lights staying on? How is the bathroom getting cleaned every night? Why is this bathroom? I mean, there's so many opportunities. You cannot do it enough. The result, an organization that's based on trust, respect, and trust me, you're going to breed loyalty and a culture of leadership that is so needed, so needed. I hope you got some value out of this. Let me know what you think. Like I said, reach me out to me at richard at Let me know what you think of this episode. Give me some of your examples. I'm going to try to do a question. and a. I'm, I'm, I'm working on uh, setting up a monthly Q&A where you send in your questions and uh, and I can answer them. And that way maybe you can get some value, kind of like a coaching session, like where are your struggles, where are your leadership struggles? I want to hear about them. Uh, look for that in the future. But you can send them until I get the, the vehicle set up. I might set it up on uh, Facebook or something and reach out, and you can send me your your thoughts and your challenges, and I'll answer them in the future day. But let me know what you think of this episode. And again, a quick little plug on my work what's what I do? I love helping individuals and organizations create effective uh, leadership in every aspect of their life, particularly organizations. I like to be that arrow in the quiver. You know, that individual that's kind of behind the scenes that helping your whole organization communicate better, become effective leaders at every level. I mean, the need for leadership development is so critical today. And so if you are an organization who's needing to develop an effective leadership culture, if you become dissatisfied with the status quo, mediocre results, And I want you to look at my leadership training. It's a refreshing and effective dose of common sense, time-tested principles that is proven to deliver lasting behavior change in individuals and effectively change in your culture overall. I'm not a traditional consultant. In fact, I hate that word consultant. I don't use flavor of the month methodologies. I don't rely on overly cumbersome process improvement management techniques or bags of tricks that typically are going to demand some significant investment and additional resources from you. No, I want to help focus inward in you streamlining your current systems redeploying your already existing talent no additional resources are needed i mean we might not be a fit for each other that's a possibility but i'm very selective on who i do business with however if you think we could be a match i guarantee our combined forces are going to produce amazing results. working with me working together it's going to be a unique customized collaborative process i'm going to get deeply personally involved with you your personnel all your resources And most engagements can be solved within one to six months. But I've done 12-month engagements. I just finished up one. Regardless of program or method I use or whatever I do to get inside your organization, I'm going to help create a culture, a leadership culture of decentralized decision-making where the leadership responsibility spread throughout the entire organization, where your senior leaders become effective at strategy and intent and the middle and below become experts of empowered execution. That is the secret sauce. This philosophy of decentralized control. I get rid of inept, inept leadership behaviors, departmental silos, inadequate innovation, lack of execution. All that becomes dis- dysfunctions of the past. So find out more at doseofleadership.com. There's a video on there, a five-minute video that highlights my big idea on leadership. Let me know what you think and reach out to me. Let me know if we could be a good fit. I'd love to help you out in your organization. Hey, thanks for tuning in. appreciate it. Subscribe, rate, and review at your favorite podcast app. Apple Podcasts, podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, it's all there. Again, thanks for being a supporter of the show, and uh, we'll see you next time. Hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Dose of Leadership. I do appreciate your support. If you could do a couple things for me, go subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast app. Go to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Stitcher. And if you could do that for me, I would truly appreciate it. Also, if you're interested in working with me, if you're interested in some team leadership training, go to doseofleadership.com and check out Legacy Leader Blueprint. I understand how difficult it can be to get effective leadership training for your team. It never seems like you have the time or the budget. My course, Legacy Leader Blueprint, solves that problem. Quality leadership training that doesn't disrupt your busy schedule or break your budget. 20 high impact videos and six hours of live group coaching with me that will allow you and your team to become true leaders of influence. I will teach you how to defeat mediocrity and stagnation, create high impact cultures of initiative, and build empowered teams with high degrees of trust. Go check out doseofleadership.com, click on Legacy Leader Blueprint, and enroll your team today.